Hi, I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdwick Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with James Dimery, the creator of the comic series Inbolt, here to promote issue 11, Ruffin Roundhouse, currently on Gumroad. Welcome back, James. Good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. But um, for new listeners, who is James Dimery in his own words? Hmm. Well, not that basic, actually, or really basic. Creative individual, a college graduate, an illustrator and a cartoonist, and all around a nerd. Cool. So back to Inbo, what what is the series about and what should readers expect um, coming into issue 11, Rough and Roundhouse? Well, the premise of Inbo is kind of s- simple. It'd be better if I just read the poster, but I'm out, so I'll just go off the top of my head. And both around about this little boy. Well, not little, he's actually a teenager. This boy with electric, with energy-based powers. You know, when he uses them, he starts sparking science sparks. And the adventures he and his friends have on, who also have powers. They end up exploring about the super crazy weird side of the world when a series of robots called the Fobos show up. That kind of calls them into action. His friends are Annika, Buddy, and Rocky. Those are the main, those are his main companions throughout the series. He also has help from, from a retired investigator named Stanley Wesley and a shady, well, shady and grumpy factory owner named Walden Chambers. They have a business relationship with Walden Chambers. He helps them in exchange for recovering lost technologies from his old corporation, much larger and now defunct Miss Tech. Those devices are kind of strange and focus on strange energies and powers. Along the way, they find out who who is behind the Phobos. But that's not the only danger they face. There are several other villains out there. They will kind of rotate. Basic feel or tone of Embolt. You ever watched Saturday morning action cartoons when you were growing up? Yes. You know, I'm not talking about the Flintstones. I'm talking about Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Sonic X, Kirby. That's kind of the feel Embolt has. The villain rotates every, every issue, but... There's a heavy continuity between them, more like a villain of the week, less focused on telling a, a singular coherent story. But my hope is that people who read it can have fun watching it. And I do enjoy making it, even if it, it's a little tougher and it isn't always fun. It feels like actual work, which I get is the point, probably. Mm-hmm. So... What is the most difficult aspect of Imbo, of the Imbo series? And what's an aspect that you feel that never gets easier even after, you know, 11 issues and now working on the 12? Well, same thing. It's kind of tedious, kind of tiring, and it feels like actual work than actual, than actual fun. But if I'd have to be specific, I would say making the script. The script constantly changes even after I started drawing the issue. And even so, I need to draw want to draw it right. I want I don't want to just have to do it. I want to 
want it to be enjoyable. I want it to be visually pleasing. But one of the most, another difficult thing is drawing it digitally. This is a personal problem for my, for me, but the drawing pad I use kind of glitches sometimes and I have to move it around a lot. And going over the drawings digitally, especially the line art and coloring, it's kind of difficult because I have to be very meticulous and it does take me a long time, which is why most of these issue, single issue takes months to get to finish, especially since I'm working on my own right now. Okay. So outside of wanting to get the story done, either a specific story arc or just the overall story of Inbolt, what inspires you to continue with the series and creating in general? Well, to be honest, I actually love what I created. I know it's not for everybody, and it's not that up there with that, the, the Marvel DC, or even the manga series, who's from Japan. Even though those are a lot of my inspirations. But I really love what I've created, and I have a lot to tell about these characters. I've imagined scenarios for them for years, and I just started drawing them out. Mm -hmm. Well, outside of working on InBulk, how well do you find balance for your life and how do you typically manage your mental well-being when you become stressed frustrated or overwhelmed a little personal but i won't dive in much dive much into it but i have a malform of asperger's i'd say that doesn't dominate my entire life but it does affect me in ways i wish it hadn't i wish it doesn't emotions are one thing and I do get stressed a lot. Well, not a lot, but more stressed than I have to. It's especially stressful since I don't have many readers at this moment. And I'm trying to expand the audience for Embolt. Then I have a, a few other fears that once it gets out, it's just going to get a bunch of haters. And I'm, I accept critiques. I accept criticism. But I'm going to be honest. Some people online can be real nasty. Yeah. But I hope more will be supportive. Yeah, I think more will be supportive. It's a, um, I feel, I feel like it's a story that people are looking for. So I would just, just keep going. Just definitely keep going and you'll definitely find your audience because it's, I think if, if you're okay with it, maybe at some point you're willing to meet people in, in person, maybe do a, like a table for a convention or something local where you live at. Um, I would recommend, sharing a table too so you don't have to be concerned with trying to make your money back with the table um something that's local not a huge convention so you don't have to be super overwhelmed with everything just something like i said that's local that's small maybe like a one day type of thing where you're only there for like maybe four or five six hours that will help i i believe will help with you if you're okay with it at some point i didn't think sharing the table was an option never looked into that yeah a lot of conventions don't really care if you share a table as long as the table is paid for they don't care all right okay. um yeah so is there anything else that you want to touch on about inbolt issue 11 rough and roundhouse that we may have missed as a whole um or you know what you should be expecting from issue 11 going into issue 12 because i know you're currently working on it right now Thank you for that. To be honest, this may take up a little bit of your time, but 
Last time I was here, I was promoting volumes, volume one, which contains stories one through four. And I'd like, and I've released plenty since then. Yeah, you've released a lot since then. I mean, we can, if you would like, you can, you know, discuss what, you know, what has this ties the story, how the story has progressed, if it's not too much of like a spoiler for readers. Again, the story, well, it's actually, actually a sort of villain monster tech of the week kind of rotates, but there's strong continuity between it. Number five would be the OP Ergo Part 2. The original OP Ergo was the first story released in Embolt, which introduced the Phobos threat. OP Ergo 2 is number five, but it I know it's kind of weird, but I feel like it continues the same arc about the Phobos and who is behind it. You? The OP Ergo Part 5 concerns what a bunch of random tentacles spewing up in a city and Nikki has to and Nikki and his friends have to stop them. That's Nikki's real Embolt's real name, Nikki Lightling. To stop them. And they end up using a power power source on loan from Walden Chambers that was discovered in OP Ergo Part 1. It's called an Apiran Core. Mm-hmm. But none of them know that the power was released, released by something else. And number six, basic rundown, someone, part of their their business relationship with Walden Chambers is retrieving lost technologies of his old company, Mistech. You know, I think with a name like that, you know that tech could be bad in the wrong hands, right? Mm-hmm. But someone keeps beating them to them, and it turns out it's this woman, woman known as Ava Vision, who will be introduced as a new villain. She will be reoccurring several times, but at this point, I'm not sure when. She's been stealing them to make a, a new weapon she can sell. Number seven is C Save. After dispatching a Phobos. Nikki ends up kidnapped by a group calling itself Sayot and has to deal and ends up trapped on a ship while Nikki, while Rocky, Buddy, and Annika have to save him. This introduces the villain group Sayot. And then number eight is called UFO Napped, which is pretty much what it says on the tin while they're searching for a powerful healing element. Nikki, Rocky, and Buddy have to be end up being abducted by a flying saucer, which is manned by a by a collector of sorts or a thief, an old man in a robe named Seagull. And then after that, to be honest, that story segues right into Opiergo Part Three, which introduces the master of the Phobos and their most dangerous fight yet. Then. After that intensity, well, we get a, a bit more lighthearted again with Embolt number 10, Hunter. Introduces a new character. I'll let you guess his name. Hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Involves Nikki, Rocky, and Buddy trailing a mistech weapon that, that a Phobos has, but it's shot down by someone before they can get to it. That person is none other than Hunter, who they end up fighting with. 
But he's not their only problem as the forest starts acting like itself is attacking them. Mm-hmm. Again, you get the gist of each one because I've done a lot since then. Yeah, yeah, you you have done a lot. Um, well, we're, well, as as I mentioned before in the beginning of the interview, um, you all can find James's series in bolt on Gum Road. Where else can people find you online if they want to get in, you know in contact with you? I am on Instagram at Jr. Demery. I am also on Facebook, Demery James, just that basic name. Nothing fancy like some of the people I've been friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said um, before we got into the interview, you said you're um, looking to do some illustration commissions. Illustration work or hook up with an art with a writer or another artist for a collaboration. I've had I've had a couple of collaborations last year or this year, but I've never gotten money from them. They one just in, this is a little kind of personal. One hasn't been talking to me recently. And the other one, well, dropped me after some poor word choice. I don't want to get into specifics about that. Yeah, unfortunately it happens sometimes. But like I said, you know, with all the work that you have, I think Inbolt will do really well if you start selling it in person, at least advertising it in person. Like I said, I will look into sharing a table with somebody, like splitting the cost of it or like multiple people even, because you have a lot of it. And then people gravitate towards work where there's a lot of it that they can digest all at one time instead of like one or two issues here and there and the story isn't finished. I mean, I know Inbolt isn't finished, but you have a lot that you could offer to people you know, all at one time, and they don't really have to wait for it either. So I think that it would do really well in person. And then you build up a fan base, that way you can start selling them online too. Mm-hmm. If it's something you want to look into. It is actually. And there is something I should have mentioned before we started. Mm-hmm. I've been looking into doing a Kickstarter to raise funds to get Embo printed physically. Okay, cool. So, I mean, when do you when do you think um you're gonna start you know promoting or at least designing your the Kickstarter campaign? It hasn't gone live yet, but mm-hmm. I'm still in the planning stage. I already have an account. I already have. I'm still working on it. The proposal. Hopefully soon. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I think. Like I said, I think it'll do well. You have a lot. So people already know where they're going to get their money. They're going to get their money for because there is a lot here for them to purchase or whatnot um, and a lot to support. So I think you'll do I think you'll do well. It's just all about what you feel comfortable doing and then moving at your own pace. All right. Thanks. Well, so I'm sorry. Do you want to get in the rough and roundhouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And do you want to talk more about rough and roundhouse? Yeah, again, yeah. this is number 11 in the Mboat series. Yeah, Nikki is the main character, Nikki Lightland. But taking center stage, this issue is sort of Rocky Antio, the guy you see on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, stepping on Nikki's head. Mm-hmm. He's the tough guy of the group. Group. Nikki and Buddy are admittedly ner- nerds. 
nerdier than him. He's more the rough and tumble, tumble brawl. Light skin in this, the light skin in the fight. He's more into manly stuff. This sort of dives into his backstory a bit. Well, I should start with the synopsis of the story. Nicky, Rocky, and Buddy are called in for a priority one extraction by, by Mister Chambers. Um, which leads them to a very shady neighborhood in. Well, I forget the place right now, but it's a shady neighborhood. This introduces someone from from Rocky's past, and a couple of new characters, all while leading the, them to a unusual fighting challenge. Challenge with a big cash prize. Unfortunately, some you need to have something to wager, and someone else has already nabbed that nabbed what they were looking for, so they have no choice but to infiltrate it themselves. But the challenge seems impossible to, impossible to, as the fighter seems way too strong, suspiciously too strong. Sorry, not the best synopsis. I was just going off what I knew. No, that's 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 perfectly fine. So that's what Rough and Roundhouse. So what should I guess readers expect from it, issue eleven and then issue going into issue twelve? Because I'm pretty sure it'll be out pretty soon. Probably like what another month or so. Hopefully, I still got uh -huh. some work to do on on issue twelve. Uh huh. But issue twelve. I'm going to be focusing on different characters other than Nikki. He's still going to be the main character, but his friends will start to have more starring roles. Next issue is going to be about Annika. Okay. Cool. During, well, mainly because during the time between volume one and and right now, she sort of lost her powers. That kind of focuses on a way of getting them back. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going to happen in issue two. Is that she lost her powers for she lost them for a while, and now we're focusing on getting them back for her. Yes, in a way, sort of. Still going to be a Phobos threat, one of the most dangerous I've designed yet. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, is there anything else that you wanted to go over about Imbolt the series in general, or anything else that you want to discuss? Because I know. We talked about the series, and then, you know, you're looking to do some illustration work. Is there anything else that you want to share with listeners? I don't have much much else I want to share, but I could talk about the characters a little bit more. I mean, it's all what you feel comfortable doing. That's fine with me. I mean, you don't have to give too much away if you don't want to. I don't, but yeah. here's what you can expect about the four, about the lead, Nikki Lightling, Embolt, about 15 years old. At this point, he lives in a weird place called a youth lodge, not an orphanage. It's just a weird experimental place where young people live together. It's because it's managed by his mother, partially managed, actually. His power manifests as energy sparks, which takes him from zero to like a thousand in a second. Mm -hmm. Makes him faster, stronger, more durable. Able to make shields, fire energy blasts. And depending on certain energies he absorbs, he can transform. Like fire, 
he transforms into a fire form, lightning, lightning form, ice, ice form. You've seen that in the several issues I've released since then. Mm-hmm. Next to him is after him is well, Nikki also has another power. But that'll be revealed later. Next to him is Annika. Unlike them, unlike Nikki Rocky or Buddy, her power comes from an from a strange amulet that was made by Mistech. But when she uses it, she's arguably the, the second strongest besides Nikki. She wears this weird green energy because it, it's basically a custom power. Mm-hmm. It makes her fire energy blasts, empower herself, shields, and ensnare something, certain things with energy. After that is Buddy Crawfish, who is actually the youngest member, about nine or ten. He has pink hair, often wears a Whereas an alien mask, his power is kind of strange. He can generate these small brown marbles, but you don't want to get hit with them at full force. Like I said, he's closer to Nikki because they both bond as kind of nerds, but Buddy's a much bigger one despite being younger. Mm-hmm. Next is Rocky Antio. He's the tough guy. He's not as nerdy or as clever as Nikki or Buddy. He's more muscles than brains. Though he is older than them, he has different issues. More interested in typical manly stuff. More interested in girls. He enjoys fighting a bit more than they do. So those are their four leads. Yeah, I mean, it, you got you got a lot going on, so you're definitely going to need a lot of issues that you already have already out. So. Listeners can definitely expect a lot more. So like I said, I think you'll do well. They have, you know, once you get up and running and um, start selling them in person, I think you'll do well because you have a lot to offer to a lot of readers. Well, all right. Again, I want to thank uh, James Emery, the creator of the comic series Inbolt, uh, here to promote issue 11, Rough and Roundhouse, that's currently on Gum Road for joining us here today. All of James' socials, as he said, and the Gumroad website will be listed in this episode's details. For those who are interested in Inbolt Issue 11, Rough and Roundhouse, and all the previous issues. Again, I am K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbrick Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.